This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Today we discuss this past week's fixtures, we talk about referees and player of the week, and we look ahead to next weekend's FA Cup fixture with Tranmere. Welcome to Borough Pod. There goes the final whistle, and Steve Richard, seal promotion, and in style here at the Lamex Stadium, and on run the fans. Good morning everybody. Uh, that's a far too happy and excited start to this. Uh, let me let me try again. All right, uh, I'm Nate. <laughs> <laughs> you just heard uh, Patrick giggling away. You're right, buddy. Yeah, I mean, happy and excited is the way. That was one of the best performances we've ever seen yesterday. And I like <laughs> the fact you've worked Player of the Week into the intro, so we don't forget about it. I've got it loaded up on my phone as well, so I haven't forgotten about it either. Brilliant. That's 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 a start. Um, Greg's with us as well. Hey, Greg. Morning. How you doing? Yeah, I don't feel like I've had an extra hour of sleep this morning. I didn't get an extra hour of sleep. I decided to watch football, American football. It was my extra hour, which was pretty stupid. Because you only get it once <laughs> a year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the other end, you get robbed of an hour, don't you? Exactly. Um, right, let's, uh, let's just crack straight on. So... Um, this past Tuesday, uh, we visited Bristol to play the gas at the Mem. Um, it was uh, uh, one all, wasn't it? I, I, I'm yep. struggling to remember it, to be completely honest. It's, it's more <laughs> than 24 hours ago. Um, yeah, one all with uh, Big Gold Reedy scoring a tap-in, uh, which he usually misses. So it was nice for him to see him convert something that that doesn't doesn't sort of echo his actual nickname. Um and then obviously we uh capitulated late on and dropped more points. Um but the good news and I think the the it wasn't a defeat on the road. We didn't ship three. It was a fairly decent defensive performance if you look at the if you look at the stats, you know we we uh Bristol had the lion's share of the possession. They had way more shots than us. Um, we've managed to block eight shots of theirs. So that's quite good signs to see that the defence is perhaps trending to a, in the direction of what we saw last season. Um, Bristol dominated the uh, the the possession. Like I said, pass success rate was for them was sixty nine percent. We won just about won the aerial the aerial battle twenty six to twenty five. Um, yeah, other I don't mean you know, it, it, having seen the goal. It's it's disappointing. It's a disappointing goal to concede. Um and from from the extended highlights, one one is probably a fair reflection on the game. Yeah, I think there that's fair. I mean, there wasn't a lot in it. I mean, it was it was just frustrating that we had another lead and couldn't hold on to it. And it seems like yeah. a recurring theme of this season to a certain extent. But I think the biggest positive from that game was. It was the game that got Joey Barton sacked, which is always hilarious. So, well, that's it, isn't it? It's it's always nice to see a woman beater get sent sent packing, doing, isn't it? It took too long, to see, but 
it's great to see Stevenage, you know, doing what's right for the entire EFL. So, <laughs> and just the football community, the global football community, even. Yeah, yeah. That's very grandiose. I, th- I think what was nice. <laughs> <laughs> what was nice for me was if any side deserved three points or not, I felt like it was us. And coming into the game, I'd have said, you know, points are good results. So to come away feeling slightly disappointed with a point is a positive in a weird way. And it falls into the classic, like, we didn't quite take a chance to get 2-0 up and then you're always susceptible to a disappointing equaliser late on, particularly mm-hmm. disappointing when there's a couple of refereeing botches in the build-up. You miss a handball, yeah. you miss an offside and then they score. That makes it hurt all the more than if they just scored a good goal and equalised. Then you can... Yeah. It's less of a sour taste in the mouth, you know? We, um... We never when when there are situations like that. So it's happened. Both of the goals that we've conceded this week are um, this in in a similar sort of vein where there's been a refereeing. Oh, sorry, there's been a refereeing mistake, and then we've switched off. Um, so obviously the goal goal on Tuesday night. It's it's a handball clear as day, um, and the referee ignores it but we don't really react well to it so the ball's played through and it's tucked away by Chris Martin um it's not um it's just disappointing that something so blatant something so incredibly blatant was missed again I don't think there's a person in the ground that didn't see that and go that's a handball um, other than the officials. Uh, and Chris Martin, the goal scorer, even said, well, it was handball, but you know, sometimes you get lucky. And we you play to the whistle, we, right? You've you put it away and then talk about it. Absol- absolutely. If if obviously then it gets brought back, you know, you put your hands up, you say fair enough. But I think that's the most just... annoying part of it was was Ashby Hammond being as far out of his of his goal, and I think yeah. Evans said after the game, "Well, oh, well, you know, he was expecting a free kick, so that's why he was as far." I was like, "I don't buy that for a second. Like, he was clearly in no man's land. Sure, yeah. it was going to take a ridiculous, a ridiculous effort from the distance that it was, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's just one of the one of those ones you you could look back on at the end of this season and be, end up being a couple of points short of wherever in the league, i.e., playoffs." promotion whatever and you look back at as uh, that game we could have done with those two points because Mm -hmm. it it always comes to it but you know there's there's swings and roundabouts I would have probably taken a point beforehand Um, I agree with you Pat I think before going away from home on a Tuesday night down there is never going to be easy but Mm -hmm. under the circumstances of the game where it was 1-0 uncomfortable you can't help but be frustrated with only coming away with a point in the end you just hope they're focusing on the things they can do better behind the scenes because the post-match interview was like 12 minutes and it was about 30 seconds of, oh yeah, we should have done better and been far enough in the lead. So what happened wouldn't have changed the result. And then 11 minutes of barracking the referees. And if you focus that much energy on the part of the game that you can't control rather than just finish more of your chances and then it doesn't matter if the referee fucks up with five minutes to go. Yeah, you, you hope that's inverted behind the scenes and honestly it's getting quite tiresome in the post-match interviews as well. It's, it's a bit of a weird one with Evans though because I, I might take this quote out of context but he claimed we absolutely dominated that game. I wouldn't say we dominated it. I think we were we were the better side. We had pro- arguably the better chances but no, no one walked away from that game thinking, oh, we dominated it. He says that week. He says that week in, week out. Like no matter no matter what the stats and what your eyes tell you, he'll he'll tell you that we dominated possession or we dominated this, we dominated that, and and it's, yeah. I we've 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 had to say it a few times now on here where it's like, did we though? (laughs) I don't I don't think we did. Um, I mean, to an extent, it's like you know trying to manifest what you want to happen by saying it into existence, which I get. And I get you've got to do it as like a, you know, it's like a part of political broadcast to keep people on side. Like, but you've got to keep it in the bounds of 
realisticness. <laughs> and I think from where I sit, I'd have rather seen more of a focus on what we can do better that we can control than you can't control what the referees do, so you just have to play around that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's enough talking about. Oh, well, yeah. Like, no, we did mention Joe Button. Sorry, I'm getting just lost there. Um, yeah, excited no, again. He's gone. Got excited about the fact that he's gone again. Yeah, he's had four hundred percent more airtime than he deserves already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So moving on to uh, Saturday afternoon, Stevenage three, Derby one, two two one up at half time. Um, we'll just go through the starting lineup. I couldn't be asked for Tuesday, but we'll go for it for today. Um, so we had we played a, I guess. Did we start with five at the back? No, I don't think so. They warmed up as if it was going to be five at the back with Burns yeah. in between Van Kooten and Pidge, and then he played yes. predominantly defensive midfield. I saw. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was a diamond like we like 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 we thought originally. So Ashby Hamden in goal, obviously Lethal right back, TVC, Pidge, Butler across the back four. Um, and you had Burns as sort of central defensive midfielder, where he did he he played a lot of the role that uh, TVC was doing a couple of weeks ago, um, where um, he was. Uh, in possession, he was sort of pushing forward and supporting that midfield, and then at times he was dropping back between TVC and Pidge. Um, you got McDonald on the on the right of the uh, midfield two, Freeman on the left, and then Roberts in behind the front two of List and Reedy up top. So it's a diamond. We we we're playing that a lot more than we used to, aren't we? We're we're playing that quite often at the moment. The, that sort of diamond diamond shape. Um, although we didn't play that Tuesday night. God, I can't stop yawning. Jesus. I might cut that one out. Um, he won't. He won't. Um, Possession-wise, um, Derby had a lot more of the ball than us. They had a third of two-thirds, so our third, roughly. Pass success rate for us was just, just uh, 49%. It wasn't very good. It was 68% for Derby. Uh, I, would, I would say that... Um, we actually played a lot more passes um, than we normally normally do. You quite often see it full time, us having played around the sort of high hundred to like one hundred and seventy, hundred sixty five, seventy, eighty passes in a game. Uh, but we were up at two hundred and sixty three passes yesterday, um, and it did feel like we weren't just pumping it long so often. Um, I, it did feel like we were trying to play more football yesterday, and that was one of the most pleasing things for me because I looked at that starting lineup and was like, I mean, we 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 asked for Roberts more withdrawn behind a front two, which we got, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I saw Reed and List up front, and I was like, are we going to spend all day playing as if we've got Norris or Presley on the pitch and? Uh, get nothing from the two of them because we're not playing it in how they need it to be played in. But we didn't. We played a lot of nice balls on the floor, in the channels, <clears> into <throat> their runs, which led predominantly to free kicks as they got bundled over as they turned and skinned Derby defenders. But yes. we converted from those free kicks in this one. So uh, it mm-hmm. all worked out very nicely. Yeah. We I had a lot of chances. Gone. Sorry, Nate. I absolutely love Finley Burns' performance yesterday. I think in... Yeah, just, just I, I just felt he... He was almost playing beyond his years. Like you wouldn't think that's a was he twenty year old kid or whatever he is playing sort of centre midfield, which is probably not where he's played a lot of football in his in his career. I thought he he absolutely dominated it in there. Um, and I think when I saw the the lineup with McDonald and Freeman, I was I mean obviously for Sikaski getting injured, it wasn't ideal. So yeah. you're always going to be, you know, but I was still surprised that, that Louis Thompson didn't get in ahead of them. But but both, well, McDonald in particular, I know he only lasted probably what, an hour, just under an hour. But yeah. I thought he, he put in probably one of his best performances for us. Absolutely, um, yeah. And it was just one of those ones where I think we tactically got it right. We knew what Derby were going to do. I was really underwhelmed by Derby in regards to, I was expecting them to be probably a bit more like Oxford in terms of, you know, putting, playing the ball down the floor and rip, but yeah. the wish they did in the, in the sort of, in their own half. But as soon as they got to any, 
any opportunity to put the ball in it forward, it, it was kind of quite direct and quite predictable. Look, their tactic was give the ball to Mendes Lang and hope he can do something. <laughs> yeah. It worked and, once. And it worked once. Um, but Bur- Burns Burns did a really good job on uh, Louis Silby, and that was uh, Sibley, sorry, and that was um, that was evidenced by the fact that Sibley was taken off um, midway through the second half. Um, mm. He just, he just. Burns' game yesterday was was a lot of being that um, being that player to break up attacks and 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 prevent. It was very much a prevent job yesterday, rather than, you know, he did he didn't. I I don't think he was that great on the ball. He gave possession away an awful lot, um, with either loose touches or uh, or just like bad passes. Um, but I think the job that he did off the ball and and putting in tackles and making interceptions and blocks and stuff was was more than good enough for for what we wanted him to do yesterday. So and I'd agree. I think McDonald had an excellent game. I wasn't surprised when he came. Was surprised when he'd come off because in that sort of ten minutes leading up to him coming off, he probably moved about ten yards. <laughs> uh, he just he just looked toast, but you know you know he's had he's had three games on the sidelines more or less. Um, you know he's been up in the uh, he's been up in the press box with Steve Watkins um, more than he's been on the field. So it's it's so we'll be really keen surprising. to get back out there then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, Stevenage first goal. Um, Jordan Roberts free kick. Um, one thing I particularly enjoyed about it is um, it was obviously a, it was obviously one off of the training ground, um, but Roberts and Roberts and Macca were having a proper proper little little like heated discussion about who was going to take the free kick, and they're going and going and going and going, and the derby players in the wall are just are like just just watching the referee finally like the referee took a long time to blow his whistle to say take the free kick. Um, Get on with it, let's come on. But the argument continues and it continues and it continues. The Derby players on the wall like start shrugging towards the referee and complaining. The Derby fans start booing because they are making a show of it. Roberts finally takes a couple of steps back. Maka, Maka back heels it or rolls it backwards with the sole of his foot, more accurately. And Roberts drills on straight down the middle and it goes in. Um... I have to say, Wildsmith and goal for um, for for Derby, abysmal bit of goalkeeping for that. Yeah. Um, but Derby just get done by the routine, don't they? They fall asleep, and it's one nil. It was low and hard, but it wasn't right in the corner, so it almost <laughs> dived over it, which uh, we'll we'll take. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Um probably not much more to say about that one. It's it's kind of vast, isn't it? Um I like uh in the build up to the uh Derby equalizer, um it's, we've we've got to talk about it unfortunately. Um so the the push on Jamie Reed I can no, do I want to say that I can kind of see why I didn't give it? It all it happened. It was very sort of slow motion. You know, it, it was Reed felt the felt the hands in the back. He was definitely pushed. I want to make that clear. He was definitely shoved in the back. But he just you know when you see a player sort of go down and it's just very sort of like very slow and it looks and it sort of I always feel like it makes it look way more dramatic than it is. Mm. So. He, because he's gone down and it looks somewhat theatrical, I think the referee's gone, uh, but the referee's position on it, I can understand why he wouldn't say that is definitely a free kick because he can't see the hands in the back. He's in the absolute wrong position to see that. But the linesman has the perfect view of that and should be pushing, should be flagging. And he, he, he's, he's sold, sold uh, old Kirk down the Swanee there a little bit. <laughs> Reed appeals, doesn't get it, manages to retain possession and flick it out to Roberts, who um, takes the ball down the left-hand side of the uh, penalty area. And then I don't I don't know if I I could say that he was definitely fouled. 
um, a tackle goes in, Roberts goes down, and he's appealing for a free kick. But the way the ball moves away, I'm like, uh, on on reflection, it's probably a bit harsh to give that as a foul. I don't think that I, I wouldn't say the Roberts one was was a foul personally. So I think that I think we can be aggrieved that the Reedy one wasn't given a given a free kick, but the Roberts one, not so convinced. But off the back of that, we just switched off. Derby move did move the ball down the field fairly quickly. Comes out to. Um, Mendez Lang on the on the uh, on the left hand side of our penalty area. Um, I don't know what Lufa was doing on the penalty spot, um, but he was well out of position. So TVC and sort of McDonald were over in that area and should have dealt with uh, Mendez Lang, um, who cuts inside and drills it low and hard into the corner. Um, I've got to assume that Tay was unsighted by the defenders in front of him because I think it didn't look like a particularly well-struck shot. It didn't It didn't seem particularly hard or fast. He's put it low in a corner, so the, at least the positioning's well. Good. The positioning, the aim's good. But um, I just think everyone could have done a lot better in that in the box, yeah. in that, that, that situation. You're, you were the closest to it, Greg. Yeah, it was, it was just one of those... We've seen a few of them this year where... No one wanted to put a foot in. I don't know if it was it was worried about conceding a foul or something. It's just everyone kind of stood off it. <clears throat> and um, and then Mendes Lang shot. Yeah, it was through some bodies, but I still think Tay's got to do better uh, getting beaten. You don't want to get post. beaten in post there. Yeah, just, I just think if, I might be harsh in saying that because I think it did go through. Probably at least well, it certainly went through Lufa because also Lufa's a attempt at a block, which is something we were very good at yesterday, by the way, generally on the whole. We yeah. blocked several several efforts. Um, his was as half-assed as I've seen all season. So, But Tay, yeah, I think if he looks back at it, and even when you watch it back on on the highlights, it doesn't look good for, for Tay. Like, like you said, it's not a well-hit shot. It's not one of those ones where you just think, okay, yeah, he's got beaten in his near post, but that's a hell of a strike. Um, it was just one of those ones where it wasn't good all round, really. Um, and after that, and, and, and as soon as that went in, it kind of felt like the tide was kind of turned at some point. It kind of felt like yeah. that was a massive momentum shift because going a goal up, you know, we know, we said earlier about our inability to hold leads this season. You know, you knew we were going to be, it was going to be backs against the wall. Um, mm-hmm. But conceding as, as quickly as we did, if anything, it probably did us a favour in the long run. Um but yeah, because if, was... if you concede that goal in, on the 85th minute, you're like, oh, fuck, we've got no yeah, time absolutely. to do, do the yeah. job. If anything, you're probably thinking, just take the point and don't concede again. But yeah, um, yeah it wasn't, wasn't great defending all in all. Um, I mean, a nice little bit of build-up play and a bit of a scuffed effort. One of those ones that we've conceded a few of those types of goals this year. Yeah, and I think... If you break it down, like I can see why they're aggrieved at not getting the free kicks because that what didn't feel consistent throughout the game. Like we saw similar fouls given for Hurihan crumpling under minimal contact and Washington backing into Pidge and then throwing himself to the floor. So you want to see that sort of incident being refereed consistently across the game. If you're going to give cheap free kicks out, you've got to consistently do it or say no to all of them. Having said that, once it's not been given, you've got to play to what's happening on the pitch in front of you. And the guy who passed it through to Mendes Lang had an age to look up, yeah. look at the defence, pick his pass out and play it under no pressure. And yeah. It looked like Burns was kind of caught in two minds of, am I playing centre-back here or am I the defensive midfielder who needs to close down the ball? And we needed him to be forward and in the guy's face quickly to stop that cross coming in. He wasn't, it came in, there was a half sort of dummy thing from the striker which uh, took a couple of players out, drew too many into it, frankly, um, to the guy free on the back post to smash it home. And They responded well to it, at least. It didn't drop any heads or anything. They fought back really nicely, but, you know, there's, there's things to tidy up there from all parties. Yeah, Um Derby made two changes at half time. Oh, hang on, we scored before half time, didn't we? Let's probably talk about that one first. Um, 
so in the build up again with sort of the referee decisions in the the lead up to a goal um we uh there was a handball by a derby player um i think it was bird in the lead up to the uh the the the, 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 the McDonald's free kick um that the referee waved on waved waved away wasn't interested and then um roberts was fouled moments later um probably in a better position for us to be completely fair um and it was uh it was a little bit soft the free kick that we did get but maybe maybe one of the other officials has had a word in his ear going that you should have given a free kick there so he's um it's fixed that by giving us a free kick moments later. Um, and, uh, yeah, there was sort of less less hoo-ha over this one. Um, less debate between the players in the, uh, in the, in, around the ball. Um, everybody eventually walks away and leaves, leaves it for Maka. Although, uh, Roberts was there. He runs over it to, 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 to feign that he's shooting. Um, which causes, uh, I, can't remember who it is, but it causes one of the Derby players to step away from the wall slightly. Um, and then when Maka starts his run up, he actually starts he like a run up to defend it and actually like encroaches. So I think you'd like to think that if uh, if Maka hadn't scored, the ref would have had us take that again because he was about two three yards too close when Maka hits it. But it doesn't matter because the ball is hit perfectly isn't it it goes right through that gap that this player that rushed him um had just vacated and i i can't i've having watched having watched it back several times i can't work out whether it takes a deflection on its way through but he's hit it so hard ends up going right down the middle and the rest again the goalkeeper's just not there um but he's hit with such pace that i'd wonder whether he'd have been able to deal with it had he been in the right position in the first place it was absolutely levered. I thought the only nick he took yeah. was off the keeper and up into the roof of his net. But yeah, he put the full quadzilla thighs through it and just destroyed <laughs> it into the back of the net. It was beautiful. Yes, absolutely. I like the fact that I've seen just about everybody involved with uh, sort of Burra on Twitter, uh, much like Patrick today with his name <laughs> on uh, here, quoting Alan Partridge. And uh, he must have a foot like a traction engine. It was a, a hammer blow, and he got us back in the lead for half time, which was really important. Cause... Yeah, it was literally the last kick of the last kick of the half, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an important time to to nick one because it was, I think, going in one one. It could have been a very different game. I think that certainly certainly mm-hmm. made Derby make some changes at half time, as you as you kind of alluded to already, and it certainly looked. I don't think they would have made that if it was one one. But it was just it was one of those one of those ones that nine times out of ten, if Alex McDonald is spanking one from that distance, nine times out of ten it's Rosette. But it was just that one that one one times out of ten that it's uh, it's gone right in that top roof of the net. And it was it was uh, the build up for me was the frustrating part in terms of we talk about consistency of officials like that for me it epitomised everything that you see with officials nowadays. Blatant foul missed on one side. Literally five seconds later, the softest foul given. You know, sure these things level out, but they don't always level out. And the officiating yeah. side of things is just incredibly frustrating. But it's, I, I can't remember a game for, that we scored two direct free kicks from from outside the box. I can't remember the last time we scored like, one. I, yeah, it's just, it's just not it's not something you see quite often. Um, I mean, our set pieces and the lead up to the first goal, I think I was made a joke of you guys on WhatsApp, is, were absolutely abysmal, both from corners and free kicks perspective. You know, Dan Butler was just not having any any joy whatsoever of putting a decent ball in the box. Um, mm. So it was, it was good to see a couple of other faces getting an opportunity and, and reaping the rewards of it. Yeah, the one that sticks in my mind is James Ball at Norwich, but um, there must have been one since then. A free kick was it? I think so. Maybe it wasn't. I thought it was. The only the only other one I can think of right this second. Oh, Noza scored a free kick. Okay, well that's last, definitely more recent. Last season, I think. Maka scored one in uh, pre-season, didn't he? Was it against Ipswich? Pre-season don't count. 
I know, but I can remember one that happened in pre-season, Patrick. We beat Derby in pre-season. I remember that. They were we pissed. did. We did. It was the first time, first time we, we'd ever faced them. Maintained uh, the streak today. Maintained the streak, yeah. They, are, uh, they have a, a <laughs> 0% record against us, which is quite nice, isn't it? Very. And they didn't really deserve it either. Like, 3-1 feels about a fair reflection of the game, I thought. Like, they put in a lot of dangerous crosses, which I would have liked to see us dealing with and not letting bounce in the area quite so much. But... Yeah. They didn't threaten to get on the end of them either. Like they had three shots, one of which was a goal. I don't remember them forcing a difficult save with the other two that were on target. So I mean we blocked a few, but not yeah. dangerously well, the, so. So they they made they made two substitutions at half time with um uh Sibley and Forsyth coming off for Smith and Bradley. Um so it looked like they were sort of Stiffening up at the back and putting a putting and probably trying to stiffen up in midfield as well with adding Smith to that 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 area. Um, but yeah, Forsyth was on a booking and yes, and Smith getting done came on repeatedly. and looked quite a live, um, skillful midfielder who was looking to link up between the strikers yeah. and the midfield in that little hole. Um, but he just fell into Burns's pocket a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was a. Uh, it was a bit of a a fast start from uh, Derby. Let's say in the second half, they came out certainly firing, desperate to get to get back on level terms. Um, there was a the thing that sticks in mind was the goal mouth goal mouth scramble where Derby were apoplectic for not getting a um, penalty, but that tackle from Maka was. Absolutely perfect. Um, he's come. He, he has come around the side a little bit, which you do see, like those those sorts of tackles being given uh, as as fouls fairly regularly. But I think he makes such clean contact with the ball, and then the player goes over him that you cut you give giving that as a as a as a as a penalty would have been absolutely. Like horrific! It was such a good tackle. Was it Connor Washington? Managed... Uh, yeah, think, it might. I think it, was. I think it might have been. Yeah, because he uh, that guy just spent the entire game just moaning at officials, yeah. like uh, literally the entire game. So it it was one of those ones where at the time I was up the other end of the stadium. So <clears throat> at the time I was I was just waiting for him to to to. Give it. Um, it was one of yeah. those right in front of the away end. You, a referee who's not had a great Bot- game. Bottled, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. So, and obviously, I didn't have a great view of what it was, but I've watched it. Watching it back, it's a risky tackle to make, but he does time it well. Um, not that, that matters because Pidge got booked for a, a pretty much similar fifty-fifty where he blatantly won the ball. So yeah. it might yeah. not have actually mattered. Let's be honest. But it, yeah, I think he timed it incredibly well in the end. That pitch tackle made me really angry on the halfway Same. line, sliding past the guy, took the ball, cleanly knocked the ball directly in the opposite direction, and it's like, oh, I'm going I'm to book you for it's, that because you might have slightly made contact with one of the guy's legs after taking the ball. It's, it's especially, especially when I think it was Roberts was just fouled literally seconds before. Seconds before, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought Roberts was lucky to not get away with a. Uh, um, Get away with a card yesterday uh, because he 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 got uh, he I think he gave away five maybe six free kicks um, and only one of them was a bad call to be completely fair to the ref on that one. I think Roberts was very lucky not very lucky not to get uh, get carded for persistent fouling. Um, Jamie Reed last got- week. We said this last week about Roberts, though, right? He, he if he gets booked early, he he, he loses all of his yeah. how he impacts the game. So he's always going to be one of those players who lives on the edge a little bit. He's always going to be, you know, in that position that he plays, he constantly closing down players like Conor Horahan who are playing deep in midfield. He's always gonna he's always going to be at risk of getting booked. I think, yeah, yeah Jamie Reed's yellow was I mean, just, just a centre, wasn't it? It's because he's just trying to brandish a yellow card at the referee for the foul that had just happened. I can't remember who it was, the Derby player, but 
yeah. one of those ones actually I hate seeing, so I don't mind a booking for seeing someone. Yeah, book no, no, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. You know, he did, he deserved that. Absolutely right. Um, now, let's talk about uh, Kane Hemmings, shall we? We don't talk about him a lot. Um, again, you were in the best position to see his woeful fucking miss. Um, I uh, I called it as a goal. Um, I. I, I I thought I thought I celebrated in. it as a goal. I, <laughs> I was amazed. I was amazed when I saw the goalkeeper up and running away with the ball and throwing it out and play continuing. I'm like, ah. I'm like, oh, hang on, hang on, no, no, no goal. No. Uh, and then I, in the end, I was like, to the to the chap I was I was uh, on the call with. I was like, you might have to you might have to watch a replay of that, mate, because I think the goalkeeper saved that somehow. Um, I just can't. It's one of those you just—it's like Canu in the years ago, isn't it? When he's missed from, I mean, he's practically stood in the goal and he's missed. Mm. He's gone over, and you know, I said, I think I said to Pat yesterday, it was a Craig McKell Smith missed one away at Walsall a couple of year, a few years back, where it was harder to harder to miss than it was to score. And somehow he's put it wide. Um, it was—it's the sort of effort him, that. He's a yard out. He's he's Less the ball's come to him. It's on his it's on his weak foot, and and he and he's literally hit it into his right, and it's just dribbled its way to the keeper. It, I think I tweeted yesterday. It's one of the worst misses I've seen our place for a long, long time, and 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 it yeah. genuinely was because it was it was just and at the time, and obviously forgetting what happened kind of afterwards, but we'd been back to the wall pretty much since the hour. So and I can't remember exactly what minute this was in, but it was probably mid eighties, early eighties, something like that. I mean, he'd only come on a few minutes before, probably. It was just one of those ones that, at the time, you're thinking this is going to cost us. They're going to yeah. they're going to nick, nick a point out of this, and everyone's yeah. going to go back and looking at at that missed opportunity. He came on on eighty one, and he scored on eighty four. So that narrows it down for us. And so it's then... in between, somewhere in between those two. <laughs> so, um, but it's, it was just one of those ones where was, was everyone in the north just couldn't believe it. Uh, probably, probably. <laughs> it was just one of those ones where everyone in the north just couldn't couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was just. Yeah. Like, I mean, seeing seeing the reaction to it on Twitter, nobody nobody from the east. Uh, seemed to know what had happened. People were saying, "Oh, didn't they, didn't they give offside?" Some people were saying it hit the post. Some people, no one. I, I feel like it's just so mad that he's missed that. That people are trying to reason it, reason it, reason it away. Um, and then obviously the the third goal, which um, that's beautiful, isn't it? The build up play. I mean, not even not even what we just keep seeing on the um, on the footage on tw- on on Twitter that we that, that has been posted, but it's it's the build up from the back. You know, there's nice passing all the way from the back of from the defence all the way through the midfield, working the ball up the field, working it out to the right hand side. Um, Luther giving the ball and then going, um, nutmegging nutmegging the. Uh, the player that was out left, who uh, I, I don't even know who it was. Was it Ward that went left back? It was yeah, nine. Um, was let me find the numbers. Oh, it was nine, wasn't it? Was nine? Yeah, Collins. so it was um, Collins, and yeah, then what... uh, Barcusian was out there as well. Um, hey, pronounced it Barcusian, but what? No, Barcusian. Yes, I prefer that to um, list. Sounds like an alien race. <laughs> Barkhausians are invading. Oh no! <laughs> All right, Barkhausen was out there. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, Lufa, Lufa, Megzum, one of them, um, and then Pat. You mentioned that they just stop dead. They don't. They don't track. Both of them just don't respond. Yeah, and you could argue that. You know, a striker who's tracked a right back to that point in the field, maybe he's not, doesn't need to, he just can. But the lack of reaction when they've been absolutely skinned is kind of tragic from a. You, you wouldn't see that from. You wouldn't see that from Reed or Roberts, would you? Well, I mean, there was a period in the game, like 70 to 80 minutes, where 
they were knackered on their arse and we didn't have anything going forwards and they weren't tracking back either and it got us into trouble and I was expecting them both to get subbed. Uh, they subbed Roberts off, they didn't sub Reed off and I was like, well, he should have gone as well, surely. Like, McNeil's got to have more in the tank than Reed, and then Reed was brilliant for the last 15 minutes and made him look like a <laughs> chump. So, you know, I take yeah. it back. I take the lumps. <laughs> uh, and Freeman and Freeman did the only good thing in the, that he did all game um, with a uh, with the back heel into into Luther's path. He then whipped the ball across. Again, it, it was a, it's a beautiful cross right into that area where if anybody gets a touch on it other than the goalkeeper, it's likelihood is it's going in. Um, it does take a knock off a defender, which does make Kane Hemmings' task tucking it away difficult. And again, he takes it on his weak foot, but cushions it into the side net in, hits the post on his way to way off to celebrate as well. Um, I, I've got no idea where the goalkeeper is in that whole play. Like it's just in no man's land again. He had a fucking dreadful game. Hmm. I can't think of many like difficult saves, like good saves he made either. With well, the having scuffed into it, really. Oh yeah. no, yeah. To be fair, yeah. Aside from that, which is like almost like Gordon Banks, David Seaman esque, where the balls are basically past them and somehow they've kept it out. And he went one better because he didn't tip it, tip it away. Fucking caught it, got up and started resumed play. Um, I think so. I think, yeah, maybe that he was say, a bit he saved one from Listy in the first half. Wasn't there that one when Listy went through? Home. Yeah, well, I, mean, yeah. But, I mean, still we saved at the end of the day. The one thing that really pissed me off with the keeper was when Listy went through in the second half. Oh, the fake face injury. Re- um, yeah. oh, it, was, it wasn't even. He wasn't even complaining about his face. He was like claiming that he'd hit him in the shoulder or something, and it was absolute nonsense. Like it's a fifty-fifty ball that that Listy wins. The keeper then just just takes him and Listy out and then goes down like a sack of shit and expects to get the free kick. He was definitely his face from the angle I had on that. I was, oh, was it? And it wasn't touched in the face. And, the slack. and then he got up all like, oh, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was, I don't know what he was doing, but it was embarrassing to watch and he was getting a hell of a lot of grief from the North after that, which was quite understandably so. But Yeah, I'm the, glad the... I got your name wrong, Joe. <laughs> the goal the goal the third goal I think the build up as you say was was brilliant but the dar- the derby response was like what you'd expect from a team that are three or four down like yeah. where they're like the game's gone oh, I just can't even be asked to track back not not a team that are trying to chase an equaliser it was it was pretty pitiful to be honest with you yeah. but we've seen that a lot from like, I, and I said this when when I saw the team news come out I didn't actually realise Derby had who they had in their squad. Like you look at some of the players they've got, there are all of them, bar a couple, are championship quality players or players who have played probably over a hundred games plus in the championship. Yeah, and it's and it kind of shows that you can't go and build a team in League One with players like that because they're not going to be up for coming to to a shithole like Stevenage. <laughs> they're not, not going to be up to going to Cheltenham on a Tuesday night, and all you know, it's just. It's just the reality of teams, big teams, or self-proclaimed big teams that come down. They just they they don't build the squads in the right way. And even though you look at that squad on paper and you think there's some there's some good players there, right? but just not players who are going to get you out of coming coming to Stevenage. It's just it wasn't the fight in this league. It just was wasn't a fight from them, was there? It was like, it was fifty fifty fifties. They just lost them. Conor Horahane, I've rated very highly as a player for many, many years. I've never seen the guy just smash balls out of play as much as, as he did. He just didn't seem to... He'd be in a deep position and there'd be nothing ahead of him really to... I don't know if it's just lack of movement, no one being an option for him. His ball all day long was just, OK, I'll just yeah. knock it from the centre down the line. And nine times yeah. out of ten, it went out of play for a throw. Yeah, he, he, he I think he, he spent more time whinging at the referee than he did... Putting in accurate passes. He spent a lot tried of time falling him. over under minimal contact. I was having Anthony yeah. Grant flashbacks. He, he tried. Yeah. He, he, he tried refereeing the game, which is really disappointing. Because um, you're right. Because you're right. He's a good player. But it's just it was just weird. Um, yeah, uh, Pat. Pat, do you want to do you want to move us on to player of the week? Yes. So we had a little chat on the Borough Pod WhatsApp group, and thanks to Elon, the uh, 
Twitter's reset itself while we've been chatting. So now I've got to scroll down and find the fucking tweet. There it is. Um, so we all nominated four. We picked the ones with the most nominations, which was Jordan Roberts, Jamie Reed, and Luther on three, three, and four votes respectively. And then a load of people on two, which was made more complicated by Drackers. I put Finley Burns in because he was the one on two that A, I didn't nominate, and B, played 90 minutes. Um, Jordan Roberts won the fans vote with 39%. Luther second on 27, Burns on 18 in third, and Reed on 15 in fourth. So congratulations to Jordan Roberts, our uh, Get Gorilla Borough Pod Player of the Week. Yeah, it was it was difficult leaving like Pidge out um, as well. Uh, obviously, Maka, um, who had a good game, if even if it wasn't for the, the free kick and that, that last-ditch tackle, Still, perhaps worthy of a of a, if not inclusion in the final four, certainly a mention. Um, I think Reed probably pipped him because of his performance on Tuesday night and and yesterday. Because remember, it's player of the week, not player of the match, not not man of the match. Player, which of the is week. weird, but we'll gloss over that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so J Robs, uh, we should probably track who's won it the most times, but as of yet, I ain't got a clue. Um, so we'll just again, we'll probably gloss over that as well. Um, just going back to um, us dropping points, um, Baris Bar- uh, was talking about it last night. Um, Nick, Nick, um, or someone called Nick on Twitter asked him. If we have any stats, how we compare to others in the league in respect of points dropped from winning positions. Um, so we've led games 10 times over the uh, 15 played now, I think. 14, 15 games. 16. Um, 16 even, there we go. Um, we've uh, yeah, we've dropped nine points from winning positions. We've led uh, 10 times, won six, drawn three, lost one. So we've dropped more points with winning positions than Reading have had winning positions. Could yeah, only one side has dropped more points from winning positions in League One, which is Peterborough, who have uh, dropped 14, 14 points from winning positions, having led thirteen times. They've won seven, drawn two, and lost, uh, drawn four, and lost two. Um, I admire Peterborough's dedication to their brand. They are very consistent at being inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, don't tell my Cantony he'll uh, he'll sack a manager again. Who's the manager? Is it Ferguson again for the eighth time? Is, or... It is Darren Ferguson, yeah. Ah, he's, he's, got <laughs> Ferguson. Be, he's got to be due to get sacked pretty soon, surely. For some reason, yeah. So um, we might be responsible for uh, putting the final nail in the coffin of two managers this week. I don't really know much about Warren. And to be fair to him, his uh, post-match, post-match interviews were pretty, pretty fair assessments of the game. The games, he said he didn't speak much about Stevenage, um, but his assessment of his players' performance was pretty fair. Said that they uh, didn't really fight the way that they had intended. Um, and when you come to somewhere like Steve, uh, Steve Evans' side, you know how they're going to play, and they're very good at it, so you have to work hard. And they didn't. He's one of those managers that. I mean, he's only ever done a good job at Rotherham. Yeah, I yeah. get what I get why he went to Derby as a so-called bigger club, and and you know the the opportunities that gave him. But he strikes me as one of those managers that, in the right system at the right size club, would probably <coughs> do all right. But I just don't see him being like he's not going to be able to deal with the pressure. Like, Derby fans expect to win every week this year. Yeah, they, that, that's just a reality, right? And, and they, they they think they should be in the championship as a minimum. So if you're losing games away to a Stevenage, you, you're going to get a lot of pressure put on you. So yeah, wouldn't be surprised if we, uh, if we had another body bag coming. Yeah. yeah the fans yeah. aren't happy with both the manager and the players, I guess. And uh, someone on the E said to me, oh, it's giving me Teddy Sheringham vibes standing over there doing nothing while his side are losing them. I'm with Greg. I think he's been a fairly solid citizen during his managerial career, and he's the sort of steady hand at the till will be all right. I think I don't think he should be in the same breath as 
sharing and managerially. But you always right. struggle with the excessive expectations when you're a club like Derby in a league like this one, and they're going to be very impatient about results against you know teams they don't think they should be playing outside of the League Cup, sorry FA Cup kind of early round. So yeah, yeah, they just have to deal with that. Yep. Uh, so looking at looking at um, the rest of the league, uh, Bristol Rovers yesterday won against Northampton. Uh, Peterborough won on the road against Blackpool, who had a man sent off. Fleetwood and Barnsley drew two all. Uh, uh, and uh, my one of my friends, Tom uh, Barnsley, was the only team in his ten man accumulator that let him down and cost him several thousand pounds. Um, so, mm-hmm. so uh, that 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 gave me a little bit of comedy i enjoyed that when he was like fuck barnsley <laughs> uh burton and uh Leighton orient drew cambridge won on the ro- uh, at home against carlisle who had two men sent off um charlton lost at home 2-0 against bolton wigan won 2-0 against shrewsbury who had our man sent off obviously steven won 3-1 against derby reading lost 2-3 at home against portsmouth and had a man sent off it's an awful lot of red cards over the last few Saturdays in League One. Um, they were two one up as well, Reading. I think they could see the uh, winner yeah. that 99th minute or something ridiculous. Was it? Uh, vale lost Vale lost two one at home against Cheltenham. <laughs> Cheltenham have a win and two <laughs> goals in a game. Oh, it's the end of days, boys. They're um, the heady highs of eight points now. It's mad. <laughs> they're above they're above oh, Reading. Yep. Ox- Oxford uh, drew two all with Wickham. And Exeter drew one all with Lincoln City. Uh, uh, we uh, Reading were two nil up in the twenty seventh minute, and uh, their red card wasn't until the ninety eighth minute. Uh, so yeah, that was a that was a that was a real capitulation. Equal parts devastating and hilarious. And can I just say how much I'm enjoying <laughs> Carlisle versus Cambridge being a relegation six pointer? That's beautiful. <laughs> you can. Uh, let's just have a look at the League One table. And obviously, I've got the one up that's always wrong. <sighs> I fucking love it. Uh, Reading are <laughs> bottom of the, the bottom of the league on six points. Then you've got Cheltenham. Uh, on eight points, off the bottom of the, off the bottom of the table, having uh, scored six goals now. Six, Proud that of seems, you. That seems a little bit high, doesn't it? <laughs> Fleetwood, twenty <laughs> uh, second. Carlisle, the final team in that relegation spot, on fourteen points. Um, you got Northampton also on fourteen points, but have. Uh, have four better goal difference. Um, Wigan have climbed themselves out of the relegation zones. Then you've got Shrewsbury, Exeter, Port Vale, Charlton, Cambridge, Bristol Rovers, up to Orient in 12th. Then you've got Burton in 11th and Wickham in 10th. You've got Derby County, who obviously have slipped because of them drubbing yesterday. Uh, then you've got Lincoln, Blackpool, and in the playoff places, you've got Stevenage climbed back Woo! into the playoffs. 26 points. Barnsley, uh, in fifth on 27. Peterborough, fourth, 28 points. Bolton are in third on 29 points. And in the top two, uh, Oxford United on 29 points. And Portsmouth now six points clear at the top, having played one game more with 35 points. Bolton have caught Oxford on points, um, which I was saying a couple of weeks ago, I wouldn't be surprised to see if uh, Bolton catch those top, top two. Um Peterborough only a point back, but they have played one more game, and obviously, all of the teams around us have either played one or two fewer than we have. The longer this season goes on, the the more that nil nil draw against Pompey looks better for us in a weird sense, because I think they're just they are just flying at the moment. They they are. Mussini's got them. Mussini's got them playing some really good football and they are metaphorically leagues ahead of the rest of us. <laughs> Go on, Moose. 
I thought, I mean, Oxford have been the best side I've seen this play this season. They they were they absolutely played us off the park when, that yeah. day when we played them a few weeks ago. But I think the, the top three, it'll be any of those two from the top current top three. I, I, I think Peterborough, you know what they're like. They'll, they'll win some games, but they'll drop off a little bit. Barnsley, I think, would be a similar story. and I just can't see anyone catching those three come the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next Saturday we've got the visit of Tranmere Rovers in the FA Cup in the first round. First round proper. Um, Nozza's coming home. Um, let's just have a quick look at Tranmere's recent fortunes. Um, not good, Bob. Not good. Um, they are on a five-game losing streak, having lost two 0 uh, yesterday against Stockport, having a man sent off. 1-0 the previous Tuesday against uh, Morecambe. Uh, 2-1 against Doncaster, who are a dreadful football team. 2-0 against uh, tra- uh, against Crew um, again with a man sent off. And then they lost 1-0 against Leicester under-21s. Um, yeah, not, not they've also injured. They've yes. also had drubbins. They've also had a couple of drubbins. AFC Wimbledon beat them 4-1. Um, uh, um, yeah, it's not um, it's not not looking like a good season for Tranmere, unfortunately for for Norris. I don't really like Tranmere fans, so I'm not going to say unfortunately for them, but certainly for <laughs> Nora, Noza, who I'm, who we are obviously fond of. Twenty third in the league, ten points from sixteen games, like very winnable first round time. Say so, say so when it finishes nil nil and we've got to go up there on a Tuesday <laughs> a Tuesday night to do a replay, don't be surprised. Are they still doing replays? I thought they kicked them all out, or was it just Premier League teams that don't have to bother with it? Anymore? Yeah, they don't care until after the third round. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, the third okay. round and on that uh, replays don't don't count. You know, once once yeah. once the money once the money comes into the game, that's when uh, that's when it's uh, it's just it's just those rounds what that can make or break non-league and lower league teams seasons with that they decided to just rip away from. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Makes just sense. those ones. Um, Luke, Luke, Luke Norris has only played um, six times so far this season, scoring two goals, two assists and a yellow card. Um, so that's good efficiency then. Sure. Um, yeah, he the last, the last game... Uh, oh, he did actually perform. He did actually play yesterday. Got fourteen minutes at the end of the loss to loss loss to Stockport. Um, other than that, he's been injured for ten games. Got an in, got an injury. Came off a half time against Salford, and hasn't has 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 only managed fourteen minutes since. Um, so it's obviously he's gonna he's gonna play on Saturday and score most likely. But yeah, if it comes back, love it. Um, let's have a prediction, score prediction from the two of you, Pat. Three-one, Stevenage. I'm gonna go two-nil. Um, against everything I just said, I'm gonna say four-nil. Four. Oh. Yeah, we're 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 right up the right up the correct end of League One, and they are right down the bottom of the wrong end of League Two. Um, while I understand that uh, underestimating teams, uh, as teams keep doing to Stevenage, um, is a pitfall. I think in this in this circumstance, I think we can we can look at how they've been performing and how we're playing, and say we can give them a we we should be a, capable of giving them a hiding. Um, Govey made a bold claim on Twitter yesterday Golfing. by saying golfy <laughs> a big claim on Twitter yesterday saying that this is the best Stevenage side there's ever been um, and I don't oh Greg doesn't agree no it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a team and it's the best team we've had since the last one <laughs> what is in last year no as in the last best um, but I think I think that 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 team that took us up to League One and just 
the playoff defeat at Sheffield United, that that squad is unparalleled for me. So in 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 terms of their achievements and the nostalgia factor, I would say that I still love that team as like the team, and it was like that that team was the first team that I was really aware of as a Stevenage fan, like. I wasn't really much of a fan before I started coming around that sort of time. So that team is the team, and I just happened to start supporting Stevenage at the at the very at the sort of the beginning of quite a purple patch. So I um I have a lot of love for that team, but I think last year's team and this year's team, this this yeah last year's team and this year's team, I think. Nine times out of ten, would beat that. Beat that other team. You tell you what we need, and, and I'm, I'm going to nominate Pat to do it. We need like a Borough Pod TikTok with one of those stupid things where you put the eleven side by side and you point at a player. That you go <laughs> one by one, and you're like, do you go Day or Ashby Hammond? Like one of those dickheads <laughs> on TikTok does. Pat, you've got a job for this week. I think that'd be great to see. TikTok has sucked my balls. <laughs> uh. Okay, uh, we're not going to do it like that, but i tell you what I will do. I'll make a graphic and we'll tweet it. It just we'll feels see. like we'll do a poll on Twitter. It's it like... feels like off-season content oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah, go yeah, right, through yeah. both sides and say, all right, who would I take in each position? Sorry? I, think again. If you... I said it feels like off-season content to go through the two sides and go, who would I take in each position? Which doesn't quite work because they play different formats, but yeah, we could make it work. Uh, yeah, I, I, we'll we'll see a lot of younger people taking the new, newer guys and and the it's older the bias, older yeah. and the older uh, and the older generation taking the 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 days and the Henrys. Neither of um, Giddings. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then if anybody mentions Neil Treble, they can they're going to get blocked. Um, <laughs> Sorry, they've already been blocked by him, probably. The um, <laughs> just on the, so I think the, the thing with the Stevenage team we have now, I think if you look at the players in the forward areas, I take what we've got now. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and say Craig Green's the best striker we've ever had at Stevenage because he was <laughs> fucking gash for most of the time he was with us. Um, but if you look at, if you look at defensively, that back five, as I'll call it, it was just, I just don't see it. Even, even, it was... even though I've got, I love Pidge, I love TVC, and. I still think it was, it was better. Uh, okay, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know if I I don't I don't I need to give it more thought. I don't know if I can place that back five ahead of what the back five from last season achieved. They were outrageous last year, and it was only Ashby Hammond getting injured that derailed our season. Mm. And all of the dodgy I'm not, loan, I'm not, emergency I'm not, loan goalkeepers—they were, I'm not they, they were, they they were fantastic. And I think that we might have to do like a like a one-off midweek pod to actually go through this properly and go through line like player by player because I feel like this is quite good. This would be quite good content having an argument about players. Mm. You pay in overtime. Yeah, you get. Doesn't pay normal time. You can get one and a half times your normal daily rate of fuck all. Happy days. Happy days. <laughs> um, ah, that's probably everything, isn't it, boys? I don't know if there's much else to cover. Have I missed anything, Pat? Uh, no, you haven't. Let's wrap this up. I've got soup to make. <laughs> there it is. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to another episode of Barapod. You know where to find us online. Twitter, Blue Sky, not really Instagram, because I can't be asked to keep logging in and doing stuff on it. Uh, The website that has one article every three months. Um, But you can listen to our podcast episodes on that, on the the website. Uh, You don't have to go and find a podcatcher if you don't have a particular favourite one you can use our website um, thanks for joining me chaps you're welcome it's been a pleasure as ever I'm just going to nod Greg nodded couldn't be asked to speak this is an audio Great podcast for radio. as well <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for listening everybody and up the borough
up it. Woo! There goes the final whistle, and Steve Richard sealed promotion, and in style here at the Lamex Stadium, an on-run to fans. I might have to, might have to splice, splice that a little bit, so <coughs> Pat doesn't woo over you. Oh, there you go. We've got we've got a cold place. Oh no! Dirtiest thing I've heard in years. <laughs> Especially if you played a lot of Sims. Maybe I should cold open. Maybe I maybe I should cold open with this. Fee, would love that. <laughs> what do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNugget's share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.